Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Saviour and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer, or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about, or what they so confidently affirm. We know that the law is good, if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy, for those who kill their fathers or mothers for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King Eternal... Immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. don't think Paul was a cockney. I've not seen anywhere the verse where he calls Jesus his governor. So when he calls Timothy my son, it is more than a colloquialism he picked up down the market. It was a statement. It really meant something both to him and to Timothy. We are now entering into a raft of pastoral letters which bring a potent challenge to my disconnected, boundaried approach to church life and home life. Paul saw Timothy as his true son in the faith. He invited Timothy into his life like he was the fruit of his loins and the heir to his estate. Paul was deeply committed to Timothy. He had huge affection for him. He was willing to spend himself and give himself to see Timothy advance. And this is such a potent challenge to me because I have to ask myself, who is my Timothy? Who have I drawn into my nuclear family to such an extent that they would see themselves as my son or daughter? I don't think the Paul-Timothy relationship is meant to be exclusive to celibate apostles or pastors of churches. 
I think all of us are meant to invite others into our lives for the sake of raising them up. The phrase raising sons and daughters has come to mean a lot to me. It speaks of sticking with people through thick and thin, of investing in others over the long haul. It speaks of actually helping others reach their potential. I wonder if you're doing that. I wonder whether you could learn to do that more. In this throwaway instant age, it would be a beautiful thing to be people who see the worst of others and invest in them all the same. Whatever else comes up in these pastoral epistles, I think the overwhelming thrust of them can be summed up in this. Will we continue to treat people like distant cousins or will we draw them in and nurture them like sons? Question for reflection. Do you have a Timothy? Who might God be asking you to raise up to their full potential? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.